It is Monday, December 7th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who definitely knows you don't blitz when you have no corners, J.P. Shadrick. It was a roller coaster of emotions yesterday here in studio. Welcome in Jaguars Happy Hour on this Monday, presented by Jet Home Loans. My name's J.P. Shadrick. Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli coming up. We have a busy program. We'll recap the Jaguars-Vikings game. The defense battled throughout. Four turnovers on offense sealed the fate, especially the overtime one. We'll go around the AFC South, the not-so-powerful draft order. Thanks a lot, Jets. And we'll go around the National Football League. The Raiders touched down in the final seconds. There was a five-minute window where the Jags had the number one overall pick yesterday, and then Greg Williams decided to bring eight on a fourth and forever play. The uh, Jaguars, though, had moments where they could have won the game yesterday in Minnesota. The interception in overtime sealed it, though, and the field goal won it for Minnesota in OT. Doug Marone after the game about his team battling the rest of the way. You know, hey, listen, today we turned the ball over. We gave up points on turnovers. We did some things that we were trying to get done. We still had an opportunity late in the game. You know, defense had a really good stop, and then we get a penalty on a special team play. You know, we started off deep and then the, then the pick. So, you know, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are going on that, you know, we'll continue to keep fighting and keep working our way through. Uh, but the one thing is, is that, you know, you know, in situations like this and, and the way this team is, is you know, we're going to continue to support each other and continue to keep fighting uh, until they tell us that it's over. Head coach Doug Marone after the game yesterday, Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli with us now. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Pete, what are you what are you shaking your head for? Because I could I, I can't imagine what the people in Jacksonville were feeling for about five minutes until that play in the Jets game. I mean, all they were thinking about is Trevor Lawrence. You know, I know what they were thinking. They were thinking Trevor Lawrence will be ours. Don't score. Don't score. Don't get the two-point play. Don't get the two-point play. And they got the two-point play and went to overtime, still lost the game. And then Greg Williams with a zero coverage, uh, with a backup corner who is a scrappy pickup. Uh, really want to drive the nail home a little bit for the Jaguar fans. Taven Bryan, who you picked ahead of Lamar Jackson, right? Oh. Well, now you got a Lamar Jackson corner who ruined your chances of getting Trevor Lawrence. That name is not good in Jaguars lore, is it? <laughs> well, um, there's still a lot of season left, Pete. And uh, when I say a lot, four games. And I, I'm a believer that I actually think the Jaguars are going to win one more game. Because, and we'll get into the team in, in a second, more specifically, because they play hard. And, Pete, you know this as well as I do. Late in the season, not always the most talented team wins. When teams start mailing it in and things kind of go sideways, it's a team that plays hard. And you find ways to win games that maybe you shouldn't or you're not as talented. And I'll put the one on the board right now. That Chicago Bears team is not very good. And they're... They're spiraling out of control offensively. Now the defense is starting to play poorly. And I could see them mailing it in because this is a team that was five and one at one point. They're now five and seven. Uh, I think this team that Doug Marone's coaching will play hard the rest of the year. Um, and I can see them winning one more. So while the, what Greg Williams did yesterday to me is less offensive as a Jaguar fan because there's just so many things that still can happen. 
um, and I do think we'll win one more game. It's more offensive as a football person that you would call that defense because um, every one of my five kids, from my 11-year-old daughter to my 23-year-old son, would know better that on third and 15 with 13 seconds left when the opponent has no touchdowns that um, you don't go all out and play zero coverage in man outside against guys who are really fast and you're not. And that all you have to do is tackle them in within the field of play and the game's over. I mean, every, like, I don't know a person <laughs> in my life from my parents in their seventies to my daughter to my sons, to my wife, to you, Pete, to JP, who went to Alabama. I mean, to, I mean, you name it, you could just go across the board. Everybody in the whole world, somebody living in some remote part of another country that's never seen football, if you told them the situation, would not go all out blitz and zero coverage. It's offensive to me. And I, he sh I know Greg, and I tell Greg to his face this, and he deserved to be fired after making that kind of mistake. That is like unreal. What's the what's the end game on? You know, he's always been arrogant. You know that he was bounty gate. He's always been cocky and arrogant. Going back to the days when he was the defensive coordinator in in Tennessee, and he was a hated guy back then for Jaguar fans. Now they should hate him even more. I mean, my gosh. And, and here's the other thing, Tony, that you you probably didn't know this. JP probably does. On the play before, they were kind of in zero cover. I heard. Yes. And, and the guy was Aguilar wide open, got, and he missed Aguilar. them. Aguilar yep. got behind, and Carr missed them. Like, I mean, it, one, it's – and here's the other point, thing, too. Pete, hold on. At what point, though, after you dodged a bullet on the one before, does Adam Gase <laughs> not go, hey, get Everybody get back. What? Get back. Everyone back up. Uh, <laughs> right. Greg, you're fired right now. Get off the field. I'm taking over as defensive coordinator. Everyone back up to the end line and tackle well, you know what happened, and I, I mocked this on one of our shows yesterday. The call came down. Uh, Christopher Johnson, uh, Adam Gase, please. Yes. Uh, anybody, including Lamar Jackson, gets a little extra something in their check if they act like they're defending a guy and let him go by for a touchdown. I mean, that's basically what happened. No, it did not. Not how it no, works. But here's the other thing. Don't you alert your defensive backs if a guy's running by you, pull him down. Tackle him. Right. Do anything. <laughs> How about this? Why are you biting on a double move? <laughs> What's he going to do? End of the game. Just start. Well, I mean, he's an un Tony. He's an undrafted corner. What do you expect? I don't, I don't blame him. I blame the coach. I blame Greg Williams. You don't put your players in situations where they can't succeed, and they put them in a position where you can't succeed. That is, I can't stress this enough for everyone listening to us, and who will listen to us the rest of this week. That is the most basic play in all of football. I guarantee you, whoever's the defensive quality control guy on that staff could have lined everyone up and been more successful than Greg Williams, who's been a defensive coordinator for 30 years. Now, here's, a, here's one, one point. One of your teammates is on that. One of your former teammates is on that staff. I know, Brad Boyer. One of these yeah. days, I'm going to ask him, what do you think? I, I, I'm, I'm surprised no one, uh, Grant, that he didn't run out there. That Boyer did not run out there and tackle <laughs> Greg Williams and like get a flag before the play went off. And I'll give you another guy, another Jacksonville fiery guy for, from Jacksonville, Sean Jefferson. I'm surprised he didn't tackle him. Hey, isn't uh, Greg Williams is known for that a little bit though, right? Bringing a little heat on those. Not yeah, that much he's heat though. He's been a big blitz guy, but why would you blitz in that situation? And, and yeah. you know, if, and me or Tony were talking about this before the show. 
I see it all the time in Hail Marys, too. Rush three, drop, what, six? Eight. eight. But usually they drop six, and they leave two in the middle of the field that have no nothing to do with the play. Zero. So either I'm a big believer if you're a Hail Mary, if you're in a Hail Mary situation or a long situation, bring those guys, bring one of them, rush the extra guy to try and flush him out, make the throw harder, and drop the other guy. If you're in the middle of the field, so what if he catches it? You rush up, you tackle him, and the game's over. Yeah, I would rush three, drop eight. I mean, that's right. But you wouldn't drop them where you'd have no, five on the back line and three in the middle. You'd have no. all. Because they're not going to throw all. in the middle anyway. Like, what, what's Correct. The point? They do. You come up and tackle. It's, I mean, it's Sometimes coaching is just mystifying, and that was just bold <laughs> arrogance, and it cost the Jaguars a chance. What's the, what's the feeling in town been like today? I mean, people get up. I want to be clear, though. In fairness, it didn't cost us anything at this point because there's still a bunch of football to be played. I mean, there's four but weeks the Jaguars left. Jaguars aren't winning another game, Tony. Just stop it. I think they win one more. I don't. I think they're going one in. Can the Jets win one? Me and Tony just looked at the Jets two. They play, they play Seattle. No. Okay, they're not winning that one, right? Although the Giants beat the heck out of Seattle. Yeah, and that's even worse for the that's even worse for the Jets, isn't it? Yeah. They got Seattle, so, the Rams, the Browns, and the Patriots. So somebody, and again, this theory's out there. Week seventeen, I mean week sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. The P- Patriots decide guys get hurt, so they don't get Trevor Lawrence. Oh. Who knows? Who knows what happens? I mean, but on the surface, if you look at the two schedules, the Jaguars maybe can beat the Bears. Which one is the maybe in that in that scenario for the for the Jets? I I think the Browns because the Jets have a decent run defense. And I just don't. I still don't trust the Browns, even though they had a great game last weekend. And I think they they always play the Patriots tough. I can see them beating the Patriots. Patriots are a team that like can like Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, who knows what you're going to get? Um, although they scored 45 points because the Chargers might have the worst special team situation in the history of the NFL. Um, I, I think they can be. Listen, I don't think it's going to happen, Pete. But I think they can. I don't think they can beat the Seahawks or the Rams on the road. That's back-to-back West Coast games. That's just not happening. No. I do think they can beat the Browns at home, and I do think they can go up the, up the road uh, to New England and beat the Patriots. By the way, did you? I sent out a tweet. Jets win. Jets win. Jets win. Because <laughs> they won. <laughs> they won without lo- with, by losing. <laughs> and the Jaguars lost yesterday. They lost twice. <laughs> just brutal. <laughs> What a wild five-minute window, of course. So um, let's come back. We'll get into the Jags-Vikings game when we return. We'll start with the defense because they played a pretty good game yesterday, I think, in whole. A little later, we'll get into Mike Glennon's day. He had three, a couple of interceptions, a fumble as well. And plenty to get to in the second hour. Coming up a little later, your social questions will go around the NFL. We are off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network.
Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle wraps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat, more cheese, more veggies, more quality, more taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash, made fresh, Daly's. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. It's a young team and you got to... There's not a lot of experience in, in games like that or moments like that for a lot of guys on my team yet. And... Football is a momentum game, and when you have momentum, it's uh, everything seems to be going your way. And then once it shifts, it's, it's hard to get it back. But I thought the guys, like you said, after they scored those two times, 
did a, uh, especially on defense, uh, speaking for, did a really good job of rallying back and being able to start limiting them again and holding them out, getting three and outs, getting holding them to field goal attempts and stuff. So um, I think we put it well, and it's something we got to work on and improve on, and we got to be able to experience it and get better at it. Joe Schobert, Jaguars linebacker, had his best day as a Jaguar yesterday. And welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. Your social questions coming up in the second hour. Schobert yesterday had 12 tackles, a sack, two quarterback hits, and an interception return for a touchdown and another pass defense as well. Pretty good day at the office for Schobert, who's now uh, he's in the top ten. I think he's seventh in the league in total tackles this year. But, uh, Tony, that was his best day overall, at least statistically, as a Jag. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, the, the interception he got, it's good awareness. I mean, he's playing man coverage. They're trying to set a screen up, screen up, and Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins weren't on the same page. And so it doesn't get any easier than that. But he, like, he read it. He was in the right place. So, um, yeah, I did notice some more yesterday. And you put, bring up the uh, statistics, and maybe Pete and I are wrong. I mean, I, I wouldn't say we've been critical of him, but we haven't been glowing in our praise. But, you know, being top 10 in, the ta- in tackles means something. He's around the ball a lot. Um, he's been solid. He's been available. And I think the greatest thing he's done this year is allowing Miles Jack to go play Will Linebacker. <laughs> and so, right. so, so he, overall. So it's, a, it's a win. It's a win getting him because he lets Miles Jack play – the weak side linebacker, but which Pete, is where going. But Tony, look, he's been okay. Nobody ever said he was terrible. He's just been okay. But they're paying a lot of money for okay. I mean, that was our point. The point was... I get that, but Pete, I mean, tackle statistics stats are a little bit always questionable. They're not questionable, but, you know, it's how teams do it and everything else. And the NFL ultimately is the final sign-off on it. But let's give the guy credit. He's top 10 in tackle. It is what it is. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. After after 12 games, being um, up there and one of the highest producers as far as making tackles means something. Okay. Do you think he's played to that? Well, Pete, uh, it's, it's hard sometimes. I mean, because here's the thing. Sometimes on a bad team, you get overlooked and you're playing better than you get credit for. And other times, you're on a bad team, you're making all the tackles because no one else is. And so, <laughs> which is it? Well, I'll give you an example. Neville Hewitt of the Jets is two behind him. Is Neville Hewitt a, a, a really good linebacker? You, you just made my point, Pete. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. you, have to, yeah. you have to step back and look at the numbers. But He's but been okay. Big, Nobody, We haven't yeah. ripped him or anything. No, I just no, think, I'm not saying we have. I'm saying maybe we should be giving him more credit. I'm, no, I, I agree with you. Mm. He's been okay. We're not. I, I don't think anyone on this show has ripped Joe Schobert one time. Um, not at all. I'll say this. I thought the defensive performance yesterday was impressive. Um, they were put in bad situations. Offense turned the ball over four times. Defensively, you're able to get two turnovers. Um, a little bit fortunate on the miss, you know, the the miss uh, handoff by Cousins to Dalvin Cook, but I think it was created because of Fale's up the field and penetrating the backfield, disrupting it. I thought they played good. I mean, think about this. How about your starting? How about your starting defensive line yesterday, Pete? Um, Dwan Smoot. It's a uh, Costas, Aquale, and and uh, and Doug Costin. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. And by the way, they're getting better. Doug Costin is like, I mean, you have a former first rounder who doesn't get on the field with a bunch of undrafted rookie free agents and guys who are off the street showing up. 
I mean, yeah, Doug Costin's hard. a good. Doug Costin's going to be a good player. Which Don't means, you... yeah. Which means, think about this: you have two. You could argue with Devon Hamilton on IR are the best two rookies on this team. Two undrafted guys, Doug Costin and, and James Robinson. Right now they are. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. How about that? Think about that. Well, I mean, it, you know, you got to throw in. Yeah, you. I mean, Chanel will be in the conversation if you and her, but yeah, so you're right. Not. Right. Not. Yeah, you're right. It's it, the two are undrafted, and 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 I think Costin's one of those guys that can hang around for a while. I think he's a good building block. I think he's, he's a, a guy good role that, player. He's a good role. Yeah. Player. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you like you want to hang your hat and say, hey, we want you playing sixty snaps a game, and you're going to be disruptive and take over football games. But he's a rotation guy that you can build with. Tony, got, just off the TV, it looked like Chase on was a little more active yesterday. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I wonder, though, Pete, and I said it before the game, and I, and we, I got laughed at at the pregame because we were talking, like, how do the Jags win, and where do they have an advantage? And I said, I don't think this Vikings offense line is very good. I think they're small. I don't think they're physical, and I think they get pushed around. And the Jaguars pushed them around up They did. They did. And, and so, I mean, not that we're going to talk about the Vikings much, but I don't see the Vikings doing much. They might sneak into the playoffs just because the NFC is such a mess. But I don't see them doing much. They can't win at the line of scrimmage. Well, they play, Tam they play Tampa and New Orleans in two of the next four. They're not getting into the postseason. Yeah, I don't think so either. But give the defense credit because they stood up when they had to it over time. You know, they made some plays. They got stuff done. Um, they disrupted – you know, the Vikings offense, which is not great, but, you know, Dalvin Cook held him under four yards of carry. He was averaging 5.2 coming in. That's a good job. But you have to agree, though, that with Costin and Hamilton and Smoot, you have a good nucleus of – I mean, Hamilton will end up being the starting nose, but a good group of guys that can be on that defensive line with Josh Allen. And well, Smoot – yeah, but – yeah, but Smoot is a free agent. I mean, what do you what do you have to pay to get him back? You think not a lot. Not a but lot. But here's the thing, and I'm and you know you guys, I'm a believer in Josh Allen. But all those guys you mentioned, it's nice. They're good rotation players, but you have to have a difference maker. Where's the difference maker? And yeah. it's going to have to be Josh Allen. Now we thought he was a difference maker after his rookie year. I'm giving him a pass this year because of all the injuries and kind of what we went through. But he, boy, you you're counting on him being a difference maker because I don't see. From this point, it's early, but Chase on doesn't look like a difference maker as a four-three defensive end to me. Well, yeah, I, I tell you what, he's got to pick it up in the last four games to show that he's not uh, a major disappointment because he hasn't done much at all. I just thought he was a little more active. It looked a little more comfortable for him yesterday off the TV. Now I'm just I'm just going off the TV and I watch the tape, so. And you have to always get, you always have to give young defensive ends, especially guys who are kind of a hybrid in college, give them a pass, not a pass, but give them a year to get stronger, give them a year to develop some pass rush skills, and hopefully that happens. But uh, you know the early returns are a lot of questions. Hey, by the way, but you would think you would think that he would. I mean, like okay, like Bud Dupree was a guy in his first couple of years that people thought he had he might be a bust. Remember for his first oh, year. Yeah. They, Ready you, know he, you know how many sacks he had his first year? Four. I mean, at least you think you'd fall into a couple, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's. I agree. By the way, um, Taven Bryan has not been mentioned on this show yet. 
16 snaps out of 91 yesterday. Kudos to the coaching staff for that, by the way. Kudos to the coaching staff. If you don't earn your way to have more time, play the guy who is, no matter where he comes from. And I give him credit for that. Some teams would hold on to the idea of keeping a, a, a first-round pick higher in the rotation. If you don't earn it, don't play him. I think that's great for the staff that they did that. And what was uh, his stat? What was his stat line, JP, in those sixteen plays? He had none. He's not on the stat sheet. So it's about par for the course. <laughs> All zeros. Is, he, he had a he had a Taven Bryant stat line. Yeah, it's 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 you know. Listen, I don't want to beat up on the on the guy. It just it, it hasn't worked out so far. <laughs> what do you mean? It hasn't worked out so far. He's being new. Just what I said. What how I kind said. are you? It hasn't worked out so far. Boy, I'll tell you what. I pray. I pray. Every night I'm getting down on my hands and knees. I'm going to pray that you become some kind of personnel decision maker in that organization. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Why, Pete? Please. Because you know why? I think, A, I'm going to give you, and I'm going to be dead serious. I'm going to be dead serious here for a second, JP. Okay. I think Vaselli would be outstanding as a vice president of player personnel or football operations. He would hire a good lieutenant because he doesn't, you haven't come through the scouting ranks, Tony. You don't know what the scouting ways are and everything. So you do like John Lynch. John Lynch hired Adam Peters in San Francisco because he came up through the ranks. Tony could handle the overseeing the whole thing and be the decision maker along with a good lieutenant. Like you know, like an Adam Peters or somebody from another organization, and then I can sit on the radio every Monday and just blister him and blister him and blister him for his bad decision. What was that draft pick? Oh my goodness! What is well, he Pete, doing? I think, you, I, I think I appreciate you saying that in the serious moment. Now the less serious moment. I think part of your prayers are just so you could just torch me as much as you possibly could. <laughs> But you know, I'd be like, but, you picked that guy. You picked a running back fourth overall. To sell your second <laughs> Travis Etienne. What in the world? First of all, you know I would never do that. Pete. That's the first no. thing. Um, the second thing is, is anytime you did rip me, I'd be calling you right on the phone saying, "Hey, let's have a long discussion about this, Mister Prisco." Okay. Just like when we, when I covered you when you were a player, you I always I stood my ground, and you always came to me and stood your ground. I like yeah. it. I respect it. No, yeah, but yeah, it's a. Uh, and the hard part right now, shifting back to the game, is we're searching for positives in a team that's lost 11 straight. It's hard. And, and it's hard. And by the way, none of the fans want to hear it. Mm-mm. The fans right now are basically where Pete is like, hey, I hope the Jets lose or win, and I hope we lose every game. And that's not where you want to be as an organization. That's the frustrating part. I thought Trey Herndon did some good things yesterday. Herndon had nine tackles. He had a tackle for loss. He had a pass defense as well. He's good in the – he's a nickel, I think, Pete. He's good in that slot. He's physical. He can come play the run. He's not afraid to stick his head in there. I think he'll become a better blitzer. Um, the only thing I want to see is, is, is making sure he has the short, you know, the short area quickness to play that slot position. But the really good slot corners are physical players who are smart players. And they recognize and identify pre-snap kind of what the options and play good leverage and everything else. And I think Trey Herndon can be that type of player. 
Okay, so let's get some positives off the defense. I know we're going to go to the offense a little bit, but give me yeah. a couple positives off the defense. I thought he was one. I thought just off Smoot played well at times. Who else? Jack. Well, Jack I, and the play yeah, well. I, I, I mean, Jack and Schober uh, uh, played well. I thought Dwayne Schmoot is proving his case and saying, hey, listen, I can be a rotational player here and make, you know, a few million bucks a year as a defensive end in this league. Like, he's, he's starting, like, early, you're like, my goodness. I mean, you don't even want to put him out there uh, in his career. He has really turned into a pro, and I give him credit. We mentioned Costin. I think Costin's the positive. I think Gotsis continues to in, uh, play better and better as he gets his knee all the way back from having his ACL last year as far as a run defender. Um, I thought that was positive. And the overall run defense, I thought was a, a real positive of the day. It's, a, it's a, actually a really good backup defensive line. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they just happen to be starting. That's where we are. Guys. That's good. That's where we are. You got that covered at least. Uh, hey, let's come back. We'll get to the offense when we return. Mike Glennon's day. And he's going to have another day as well, according to Doug Marone. He'll start next week against Tennessee. Second hour coming up in a little bit. We'll have your social questions and go around the AFC South and the not-so-powerful draft order. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar we believe in better and that means treating people better with friendly personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952 a smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch an online or phone chat for those quick questions and a call center that's open every day if you believe that great service is better Join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Hey, it's the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags and call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. 
Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers. Brooks Rehabilitation outpatient locations throughout Florida are currently open and accepting in-person and telehealth appointments. They're following CDC guidelines to include screenings, temperature checks, face masks, social distancing, and additional sanitizing of all surfaces. They're taking extra precautions to ensure your safety so you can focus on your recovery. Please call their central intake unit at 904-345-7277, option 3, to schedule your visit. Brooks Rehabilitation is the official rehabilitation provider for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. To me, wins, losses aside, I think you could sum up 2020 Jaguars as a, a gritty group that you know, gives it their all, um, have each other's backs. There's no point in fingers. So although, you know, we haven't won, you know, many games, it's a, it's a group that uh, that I'd love to go to battle with, and, and uh, I think everyone on the team feels the same way. Mike Glennon, Jaguars quarterback after the game in Minnesota yesterday, and welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans, J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco. Yeah, Tony I fucking Vaselli. went to the game. We liked our matchup. We'll uh, hear from Doug Marone coming up in just a little bit. Um, so, hey, uh, one final thought on defense, by the way. Dwan Smoot, guys, is the team leader in sacks, tackles for loss, and quarterback hits this year. Think about that. That's the way it's going. Yeah, he's, uh, he's having a good year. What's he at, four and a half sacks now, Correct. Uh, JP? Correct. Yeah, he's. I mean, has a chance maybe to get to seven, you know, if he finishes strong this year. Um or more, who knows what he yeah. gets, but he's playing good football. He's he's yeah. a solid football player, and he's a, you know. He, he should be the third you, end. Yeah, and Pete, but think about it this way, or maybe, you know, he's the starting end across from, a, you know, the other side, so a stud, if Josh Allen becomes what we think he was after his rookie year, take this year out, you know, he's the other side of it. I think that's a good thing, because, Pete, you know this, JP, you do as well. You don't build a team with a bunch of superstars. It's just, it's impossible in the NFL because of the cap. You have to have good, strong role players that are going to be that mid to lower salary range that can be productive and help you win. I mean, go to look at any championship team. Go to the Chiefs last year. It's littered with guys that the average fan, unless you're a Chiefs fan, might not know who they are, but they're guys who can step in and come make plays and are productive and are solid because you built the, you have your handful of superstars starting with the quarterback that can help you. That, enable you to win the games but you have to have those role players and uh and i do think there's some of those guys there's a number of those guys on this team right now yeah like mike pinnell on the chiefs the defensive right. one yeah, just a he's big just a, wide body guy comes in there and stuff yeah you have to have those kind of guys and smoot is one of those guys i would i would keep him uh i would you know make sure that uh, these guys that are playing i think they they all are part of a rotation but you got to get more and well, the other, you know, we talked. This could have been a really a good week for the Jaguars in, in that if they lost that game in overtime and showed well, which is ideal scenario. 
show growth and still lose. And they almost had Trevor Lawrence because the Jets always won. But more than that, the news that the cap's probably going to be a little higher than everybody expected. You know what that means? More cap room to spend. It's a plum job. And anybody who says that in the national media that says it isn't is woefully misguided because it's a great job and there's so many assets available. Shad Khan will spend. Uh, you have the money to spend. There's some good young players to build around. And you're going to have a lot of draft pick capital. I mean, it's a, it should be a great situation to turn that thing around. Well, and what this team's missed on is, is getting those difference makers at the top of the draft. Yep. And yep. that's what you have to hit on. And because you have... You, number one, you have to have the difference maker quarterback. That's easy. Let's set that aside for a second. But you have to have guys that um, you draft early, or if you get them and pay them a bunch of money, that are difference makers that determine the outcomes of game, make game-changing plays, go over, above, and beyond. With you know, I used to love when Tom Coughlin used to scream, "Play above the X's and O's," or you know, because there's certain guys on every team or the good teams that can go above and beyond the way that the play was designed or take that design play and create a big play, whether it's offensively or defensively. And if you look at the one year in the last, you know, 15 or whatever the number is that they went to the playoffs in 17. And while offensively they had a bunch of issues and they got by with Blake and, you know, just a so, so uh, group, they had a bunch of difference makers who made differences on defense. They had Calais Campbell, who's in the running for defensive player of the year. They had Jalen Ramsey, who was the best corner in football that year. They had a number two in A.J. Boy. I mean, they had, you know, they had guys, Miles Jack and Telvin Smith. They had playmakers who made a difference, you know, inside Malik Jackson and, and Marcel Darius. Yep. Um, and so that's what the, the good teams are. You're not going to have – and maybe they, they had a bunch of them, some older, some younger. But you need those great players sprinkled around your roster – Starting with the quarterback and some, you know, protect the quarterback, affect the quarterback, and speed on the outside and on the back half of your defense that can make plays and can, you know, it allow you and allows you as a coach, whether it's an offensive coordinator or defense coordinator, to design schemes and to do things that really stress a defense or an offense. And I think and, right and now you look at this team, Pete. There's there's a bunch of nice role players and nice young right. players that maybe could potentially one or two get there. We just don't have enough of them right now. And you you mentioned it, like playmakers. And let's let's go to the Chiefs. Okay. We'll use the Chiefs as an example. And by the way, their first round drafting hasn't been great either, considering who's on the roster right now. But but they have a playmaker in Kelsey. He wasn't the first round pick. He was, I think he was a third. You have a playmaker in Tyreek Hill. You have a clearly a playmaker in Patrick Mahomes, who was a first round pick. Neither Tyreek Hill or uh Kelsey were. Sammy okay. They paid to get him. But he's a first rounder. Uh, yeah. But Chris Jones, playmaker. Right? Won the first rounder. Frank Clark, Frank Clark. they paid, they paid yeah. to get him. Honey Badger, they paid to get him. Those are your playmakers. Now, you look at their drafting, and this is where it goes back to what we always say about the quarterback here at Hills. Here's their, their first round picks. Mahomes was in 17. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire this year, so he, but he's he's a playmaker, but he's a running back. Marcus Peters no longer there. D Ford no longer there. Eric Fisher starting left tackle. Then it gets into you know then you, then you're back into like 2012 where it really doesn't matter, and and it was Don Terry Poe. So the point is, 
You can but get let me, playmakers let me, yeah, let with me stop money. Okay, let me stop you there. Um, and so maybe, let me reclassify. Maybe you don't find it at the top of the draft, but you have to find playmakers somewhere. Like, Correct. You, you have to find right. difference makers. Right. It should be easier on the front end. And yes, the Chiefs, maybe they're an anomaly. They haven't hit on the front end, whatever. But you know what they've done? They've found playmakers in the draft and in free agency that make a difference on your roster. And yes, they have the quarterback. That is huge. And guess what? They also hit on the right tackle in Mitchell Schwartz, who's not playing as well this year, but in the past is one of the better right tackles. I mean, they've hit on pieces that are important to building a, a, a football team. And they have a great coach, a great system, great culture. All those things go into it. And so you have to find them somewhere. I don't care where you find them. Find them in the draft, find them free agency. They got to be on your team. Um, but, but also, you look at their free agent, their, their first round picks. They ha- they didn't blow any of them. Marcus Peters was a good player. They traded him away. D Ford was a good player. They got rid of him. They traded him away. But they were good players. And if they were healthy, if D Ford was healthy now, he'd still be a good player for yeah, the 49. That's you right. can't miss. And basically, what you're saying is you can't miss those ones. And the Jaguars have missed far too many of them. Yeah, more than not. And that's a problem. You know, they're either just average players or they're or bad players. You know, very few, you know, how many in the last, you know, since 2013, first rounders were difference makers? One. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Well, right. Fournette, for, no. for a year, no. maybe. No, he wasn't no. a difference maker. No. He's a running back. He had some big runs no, that first year, but it James wasn't Robin. consistent enough. No, James Robinson no. is a better player than him that he yeah. got undrafted. Right. I mean, if you think about that, Pete, there's only one. You can't, and, and this is a team that's consistently drafted in the top 10. Now, the book is still out on Josh Allen, so we'll wait and see. Very good rookie year. This year is kind of a, you know, ride off because of injuries and all the things that went on. Um, so maybe he is as well. CJ Anderson, way too early. Um, Chase on, way too early. So we'll wait and see what those guys develop into, but. The bottom line is the bigger story than anything is you build your team. You have to have a whatever your system's going to be, and you have to have a conviction like this is who we're going to build be, and then we're going to build the team based on that skill set. You know, if you had to say right now though, you'd say C.J. Henderson has a chance to be a difference maker, but you haven't seen that from Chase on at all. Zero. That's fair. Yeah. That's right. That's That's right. Fair point. And so. At the end of the day, you know, Pete, you and I joke about it all the time. It's about Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. And really, when you get it right, it's about Jimmy's and Joe's that fit the X's and O's that the coach is trying to call. And how often do we see in this, in the, in this league where you have a coaching staff that wants to do X, Y, and Z, whatever their scheme is, but they don't have the players that match what they're trying to accomplish? And that's and, the other and, problem you have. And you go to the Packers. The Packers are one of the better teams in the league. Go to their playmakers. You have Adams. You have Aaron Jones. You have Rodgers, clearly. You have, on defense, Alexander. Oh, yeah. Alexander is a great corner. They can rush. is a difference maker because he allows you to go one-on-one with the better defensive end, and right. you, can, you can slide away. You can do different things. So there's, you have to have guys who are top end. And it really comes down to where football is the ultimate team sport. It also comes down to the one-on-one matchups. And I've told this story before, and Tom used to do it the night before a game a lot of times. And he would start going through, it's, you know, the one-on-one matchups. It's, you know, Jimmy Smith versus Ty Law and Ricardo against, you know, you know whoever and Baselli against Smith. And, like, literally go down. And the point was this. 
yes, it's a team game, but you have to have dudes who can win one on one. When it's all said and done, we gonna line, we're gonna line up and can your left tackle block the right defensive end one on one? Not trying to scheme everything and change everything just to get it done. You might have to do that in certain situations, but you can't do it for everybody. At some point, you have to have guys on your roster who can win and get it done when it matters. And you need more guys on this team that can win one-on-one, that are just yeah, and, and can line up it, and say we're better. You mentioned it from a left tackle standpoint. You know, if you don't have to chip and help and everything, you win one-on-one. It helps you if you have if you weren't as good on the other side. If you have a corner who can lock down and play man coverage, then you can roll your coverage the other way. Mm-hmm. It, it all works hand-in-hand. Hand. You're right. right. Guys have to be able to win consistently in their one-on-one battles. And right now, when you look at the Jaguars on paper, who are they? There aren't many of them, there, if any. There aren't many yeah, at hard. all. Hey, let's come back. A uh, little offensive talk to wrap up the first hour when we come back. Second hour will include your social media questions. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity you won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than scrubble's flexible service car wash start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak free every three minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming lint-free towels window cleaner and a free air freshener visit us at the st john's town center fleming island and atlantic beach and coming soon to kernan in atlantic Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Jaguars fans, game day is back. And this year, we've teamed up with Jameson to add another win to your week with official Jaguars and Jameson branded collectible stadium cups. They're only available for a limited time in the Jacksonville metro area. So grab yours today for a smooth Jameson, ginger and lime, and cheer on the Jags with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Why do you choose Farah and Farah? First, we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company. And our track record proves that we know how to win. Our attorneys and staff are a team, 
and we've worked together for decades. To us, our job is much more than just a paycheck. We love to help, and this is important. We never forget. It's not about us. It's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans. And a reminder, Jaguars Happy Hour has been nominated for Best Radio Show in the Folio Weekly. Go vote. Visit at Folio Weekly on Twitter or folioweekly.com and find the link on the right side of the page. Voting ends December 11th. That's coming in hot. That's Friday. So vote early and often. You can vote once per day. And then vote for JP, too, since he nominated himself, or at least his family members. <laughs> that other category. It was not me. Uh, his best well, radio broadcaster, though, since you threw it out there. Yes. What was it, JP? Best, uh, best radio broadcaster is the category. Okay, who are you up against? <laughs> let's see. Uh, I don't know. I have to look it up real quick. Come on. Uh, let's, look, let's look this up. Because I think Martin knows on there. Okay. Uh, let me Hold on. i got to find it. Let me find it. I'll get back to you. So, so right, Martin O's well, yeah. family nominated him, nominated Brent. <laughs> you nominated yourself. Who else is on there? I'm looking. Hang on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Stand by. Well, let's right. talk about something when you're looking. Because I've got it right here. You know I've got it right here. Oh, no. Here, here, here it is. Town, I never got nominated for that. I, ever. I don't know. You they you hated were, my radio show? I don't know, but they loved your show. You were a hit up here, Pete. I don't know. I know I was, but but they, but they I think people hated me. You, well, you know, it was, I was... I was Darth Gator, remember? <laughs> Melissa Ross is on there, uh, very accomplished. Brent Martineau, uh, Rich Jones, and Mark Kay. And me. Uh, don't know two of them. Yeah. Well, those folks have been around so here for a long for time, J so it's a tough JP, field. Tough field. Because his head will explode if he wins. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. Anyway, vote for Happy Hour. That's the that's the promo. Vote for Happy Hour. Yeah, vote for Happy show. Hour for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, Mike Glennon got the start yesterday, and turned it over three times, two interceptions and a fumble, and he's going to start next week. Doug Marone said that they're going to give him um, get him try to get him back on track next week, and you know at this point it's four to go. Um, you know, that, that's what it's going to be. Mike Glennon, they still feel, gives them the best chance to go win a football game, Pete. I think the ship has sailed on Gardner Minshew. He was benched. He could talk all you want about the thumb injury. He was benched. They don't want him playing. They, they, they like Mike Glennon better. Mike Glennon will be their quarterback. I will be astounded if Gardner Minshew plays another, starts another game for the Jaguars. Astounded. Barring an injury. You guys agree with me? Well, he already was injured once. Yeah. Was he? Um, or the thumb, right? Remember? No, he's, he's saying. He when did it happen? I don't know. But, Pete, your point is that outside of an injury to Glennon or Luton or somebody that, that uh, Gardner's not starting again. Correct. Right. You, got, yeah. you know I put my, my tentacles up and I was like a real – leery and, and wondering about the whole injured thumb story to begin with, but I, I never believed it. I, I mean, maybe, maybe his thumb was banged up, but I think he was benched. 
And, and, and you guys have heard the same thing, too, so I know you know that. Um, and if that's the case, then why would they go back to him? Um, it's just, I, who, I think this is a week to week thing, Pete. I really do. I don't think, I, I don't think Doug has a real salt, you know, solidified on any guy at that quarterback position right now. And I think he, I do believe he thinks that Glennon gives him the best chance right now. I do think the organization, at least from a coaching staff has soured on Gardner Minshew for whatever reason. Um, and so all well, he's not good. People, That's reason enough to sour on him. So are you saying that if you had to pick a backup right now to the three, who would you pick? Uh, probably none. Yeah. <laughs> probably none. Of them. La- LaVisca? Is that what you're saying, Pete? I don't know. Tony's talking, talking about next year. I know. I'm kidding. If, if you had to pick a backup for next year mm-hmm. out of those three, mm-hmm. which one would you pick? I'd probably take Luton in the camp, and pr- I might get a veteran quarterback, and that, the other two would be gone probably. In, 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 I mean, if you could find a better backup, but, you know, that's, it's easier said than done. I mean, if, would you like to have Andy Dalton? Sure, but you're not going to pay him to be the backup when you have a young, I don't think. So we're, what kind of backup are you talking about? Could Mike Glennon be a good serviceable backup, Tony? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think if you have a young quarterback, first of all, Pete, also, what kind of system are you going to run? I mean, if you, I mean, if you're like, I'll give you a perfect example. If you're going to run something like uh, Shanahan or Kubiak run where you're doing a bunch of boots and moving the pocket, is Glennon the best guy for that? Probably not. No. no. So then you probably wouldn't, you might want to go to maybe Gardner would be better in that case because he can move around and do things. Find um, somebody. Maybe go, go find someone else. But whoever it is, because you're getting the young quarterback, you want a, I believe you want a veteran. Who understands his role is there is to help this uh, young kid get better. It's not to take his job. It's not to compete with him. It's trying to help him get better and be ready if he can't if he, something happens to him. By the way, in the history of the Jaguars, history, have you ever seen a player or mania or passion or craziness about a player fall off so fast ever? Anybody. Can you think about it, Tony? Think about the history of this team. Anybody that was way up here in the eyes of the fan base who went way down here. That's a tough one. No. That's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, that that was a a fast rise and the mania. And and kudos to the kid because he basked in it all. But it it has come crashing down. Let's be honest about it. I do think it's one of the issues that we have, and maybe it's across the NFL, but because of the way that social media, the media operates and fans, we anoint people way too quickly. I mean, way too quickly. Yep. That, I mean, you just, you just can't do it. And we also it, bury people too quickly too, Tony. True. I, I don't disagree with that, Both but let's ways. just talk about the anointing. Because, and I think you do a disservice to the individual when you anoint them that quickly. Like, let them just like, go through like just go through like let's find out what you are and let's like try to limit the distraction and limit all the noise for a a young player and let them learn to be a pro and let them earn the right or the moniker as a top player um and that just doesn't happen um maybe it's because of social media i mean who knows maybe it's maybe it doesn't happen other places you know better than i do um and yes we do bury people way too quickly too I mean, you brought up a guy in uh, Bud, Bud Dupree. Yep. You know, right. earlier yep. in the show, they in Pittsburgh they had buried him. Right. And the last two years, he's been really good rushing the passer. 
Yeah, and, and some positions take longer than others. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. The way the game is played nowadays, you're usually going to see production out of a rookie receiver right away. Usually. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, rookie receiver? Um, nowadays, yes. But remember in the old days, you wouldn't. Yeah. It'd take, uh, it'd take a while for them. Yeah. But nowadays, it's different. Nowadays, you'd say yes. But pass rushers can take a little time. That's why when we, when we talk about chase on, it might take them a little time. Uh, certain guys take a little time. By the way, yes, gotta hurry. I don't want to talk about the offense. The, I thought the line played pretty good, other than the left tackle again off the TV. Now I don't know, Tony. You watch the tape, but he looked like he struggled. Yeah. Hey, let's come back. We'll get that thought when we come back in the start of the second hour. We'll delve a little deeper into the offensive line. We are up against it. The end of the first hour. We'll get your social questions coming up as well. We're halfway home. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity why do you choose farah and farah first we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company and our track record proves that we know how to win our attorneys and staff are a team and we've worked together for decades to us our job is much more than just a paycheck we love to help and this is important we never forget it's not about us it's all about you Farrah and Farrah, Jacksonville. Jaguars fans, game day is back. And this year we've teamed up with Jameson to add another win to your week with official Jaguars and Jameson branded collectible stadium cups. They're only available for a limited time in the Jacksonville metro area. So grab yours today, pour a smooth Jameson, ginger and lime, and cheer on the Jags with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. Hi folks, Frank Frangie here for the best barbecue in town. That's Bono's. And now it's the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All season long, you can get Bono's Barbecue at six different locations in Everbank Field. You also get Bono's Barbecue at 15 locations all around town with fast-friendly service, clean family restaurants, and that great, great taste of Bono's Barbecue. If you want great barbecue, you want Bono's. And remember this, if there ain't a pit, it ain't legit. That's Bono's. The best way to feel love is to share it at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. We always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, our best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. Online at SubaruofOrangePark.com. See dealer website for full details. 
Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. Yeah, I thought going into the game, we liked our matchup. You know, we were worried about the cutback run, you know, with uh, with Cook. We were worried about, you know, he's the type of player that can take it. I thought our linebackers came downhill. I thought our guys up front, uh, you know, played with good leverage. I think that, you know, they were penetrating. They were um, obviously doing a, a very good job on, um, you know, on the quarterback, you know, affecting him, moving him, you know, off the spot, um, you know, getting hands up. You know, I, I thought, you know, Unfortunately, I thought we could have had a couple more tips or, or tip balls in that. But, uh, you know, the effort that they played was, uh, you know, it's the way they've been playing all year. I just think, the, you know, the matchup was good. They were ready to go. Um, you know, they were excited to get up there. And, you know, they did some really good things. Welcome in. Second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. That's head coach Doug Marone after the game yesterday discussing the defensive line play against the Vikings in a 27-24 overtime loss for the Jags. It's number 11 in a row. Mike Glennon on the offensive side turned it over a bunch. Four turnovers for the day and a safety as well in the game. The Jags defense, as you heard there, fought. But uh, Cousins, Jefferson, and Cook did just enough for the Vikings and they took advantage of those takeaways. And now, coming up this week, the Jaguars are back home in the division to face the first-place Tennessee Titans. And we'll see. You know, it was, as Doug Marone said there, guys, when we talked about it in the first hour, uh, Tony, you especially, you went into the game talking about that matchup up front. Uh, it was a good matchup, and, and Doug knew that as well, and it, and it showed a little bit in the game yesterday. Yeah, just remind uh... – just remind Logs on Thursday because he poo-pooed my uh, assessment on our pregame show. And consider, it, credit, con- so. consider it done, Just, yes. Let's bring that up. because I, And I agree, Doug. I thought the front seven did a good job. They won the battle. And they controlled the line of scrimmage. They pushed the pocket. They made Cousins uncomfortable at times. They had balls. All the things he said, I agree with 100%. Now, with that said, the test becomes even harder this week. Yeah. Because now you have a physical team coming in. And the worst thing that could possibly happen was the Browns blowing out the Titans and the Colts winning because now they're tied for first. And it's like any, I, I don't think they had overlooked the Jaguars anyways, because the game was pretty close up in Nashville and it's a division opponent. But now, I mean, Rabel's going to have their attention and it's going to be, you know, um, I think a very uh, detailed week for the Tennessee Titans, knowing where they sit in the playoff hunt to win the division. And, uh, you know, Derrick Henry didn't get a bunch of carries last week. They did not have a good week at all. And boy, I, I, it's it's a it's, I guess it's a dangerous game because I, I think t- Tennessee's going to come in very motivated, motivated, very focused. Just attack Breon Borders. You get a lot of big plays against them. <laughs> you guys, you remember him in Jacksonville, right? He was he was torched on Sunday. Oh my gosh, had a rough go of it. They're, they're bad on defense. They can't rush the passer at all. Zero. And now. You know, Clowney didn't get any sacks all year anyways, but he's gone for the year. It's a bad team, and 
You know, I want to get back to the Vikings game real quick, Tony. I, I mentioned before the break about the offensive line. Am I wrong? Watching the TV table by Cam Robinson had some struggles. Um, Pete, I haven't, do- I haven't uh, dove into the All-22 yet, but All I right. made the comment after the game, and I made it this morning. Um, just the inconsistency. I mean, when you like, when it matters the most, just not getting it done. I thought there were soft edges again. I, I thought Jawan Taylor had a couple as well. Um, and that was not a good defensive front they were facing in the Vikings. That's not a group that rushes the passer very well at all. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I just the last three or four weeks, I don't think the consistency's been there with uh, Cam or Juwan, um, either tackle, which is frustrating because I think they both have the ability to do it. That's going to be a tough decision for whoever's running that team on him. It really is. I know you don't want to leave a vacancy at left tackle, but boy, oh, boy. If that money gets a little high, I, I don't know how you sit there and you say, I'm just going to pay him to get that production. Uh, I mean, it, uh, I don't know. It's a and, tough decision and, to make. And if this is the ceiling in a contract year, then you got even more problems. Right. And uh, Bucky Brooks on Wednesday on Happy Hour said that it's a relatively deep tackle class. And so maybe you go draft a guy. You'd have to draft him with that second first round pick, which means you're not drafting defense but you could spend money on defense i think there's guys you can, there's nobody in free agency at left tackle you should spend money on nobody so you might be able to spend that money on defense and then come back and try and draft a left tackle but tony would know better than anybody how hard is it for a rookie left tackle to step in and play i'll be honest with you andrew thomas of the giants struggled early in the year he started to play really well you know beckton's been really good uh wills you saw wills last week tony he's a good solid player and who was the fourth one that was drafted in the first round but the uh, kid from uh, Tampa. Yeah, and he's Tampa. been really good. And so how hard is it for a rookie left tackle to step in and play if you have a rookie quarterback? Is that tough? Well, it depends how good the rookie left tackle is. <laughs> I mean, well, you're picking him at 20, 27, <laughs> 26. But, you know, I mean, it just depends. I mean, some guys can step in and get it done. I mean, look at um, – Oh gosh, what was the kid? What's the kid in uh, the right tackle up in uh, New Orleans? A kid from Wisconsin that got drafted late in the first round and was a day one starter and did did a good job. So I mean, it it just depends on who the guy is, and I mean that's what the evaluation. And I have not looked at the draft in depth this year and where you know, you know who's good and who's not, and what what kind of depth do you have at uh, offensive tackle. It's not just depth at one position. It's also if you have a lack of depth at other positions, then you start getting runs on the, uh, the positions that are deep sometimes. So um, you have to look at the whole thing. I agree with you. I don't think it's an easy decision. Um, I'm interested to see what, what would – I wonder what Cam Robinson would get if he goes into the open market because there's not a lot of free agents out there that can play left tackle. What does he's he gonna get? get overpaid. He's going to get overpaid. Yeah, I think you might be right. That's the nature and, of the beast. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens in free agency typically. Well, did Garrett Bowles so, get overpaid? Seventeen a year. I mean, I mean, he's played. Like, he's played to that this year, but he's been awful before this year. Yeah, this is the first year. Like, and I haven't watched many games this year, but in the past, I was like, he has no rear end and gets pushed back and is not physical, and I just did not see it. I never saw it coming out of college at, at the University of Utah. For a first rounder, um, but I I've heard I've not seen it that he's played better this year, and I think what they basically John Elway said is like, listen, 
you know, we know him. He's playing consistent. He's gotten better under Munchak. He's a really good offensive line coach the last couple of years. And at $17 million a year, and if you look at the cap numbers, Peter, I don't know if you looked at it, pretty favorable to the team the first couple of years. So probably give you some flexibility if it doesn't work out. I'm not, I mean, good guaranteed money, but not off the charts. So the bottom line is the cap's going up. If it goes up again this year, premium positions are going to get paid. And left tackle is a premium position. There's just not a lot of people can do it at a high level. So You know what's interesting, Tony? Yes, I give you credit for this because – you talk about it all the line, about all the time about being strong on the offensive and defensive lines. When you look around the league at the best teams, go through their offensive lines. And, and, and Kansas City, when when Mitchell Schwartz is there, has two pretty good tackles, and the line is is good enough. But he helps compensate for that. But for the most part, the Saints have a really good offensive line. The Browns have a good offensive line. The Steelers' line hasn't played up to it, but on paper it should be better than what it is. Well, and they're, they're good at pass blocking, not good run blockers right now. Right. And and, and so, go around, I mean, the, you go around the league, the good teams, Packers, good offensive line. I mean, the good teams have good offensive lines. You got you to gotta be able to have those guys up there where you can sit back there and do whatever you want when you want to. And, Pete, I'm, I don't want to oversimplify this, but I, I'm a firm believer that after the quarterback, this this is a big man's game, and big men win football games for you. And that means it's a pretty simple game at the end of it. If you can block and you can tackle, you're going to be successful. Now, you need speed on the back half. Um, you need explosive players at your skill set. There's no doubt about that. And I don't want to diminish those guys, but there's more of those guys out there in the world. There just is. There's only so many big athletic men on planet Earth. They're not easy to find. And so when you find them, you got to keep them. You have to develop them. you got to pay them. Um, I agree. And so, I mean, to me, it's about controlling the line of scrimmage. It's protecting the quarterback. It's affecting the quarterback. It's running the ball. It's stopping the run. I mean, that's what you have to be able to do if you want to win consistently, assuming you have the quarterback. This is, I mean, that's why, Pete, I'll tell you, I worry about the Steelers in the playoffs. I don't think they can run the ball. And, and I've just not seen a team very often, I'm sure it's happened in history, that can't run the ball, win a championship. I'm not saying it's heavy run, run first. You go look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs can run the ball. Patrick Mahomes is, now they can run the ball because Patrick Mahomes threatens the defense so much. You get good, you get a weak box because you're spread out. Right. You know, you, you have man for man, so it's a favorable offensive set. But they can run the ball. They have a good offensive line, good offensive line coach, good scheme, you know, with what uh, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid do, and they run the ball. You have to be able to run the ball in this league, especially in the playoffs if you want to win. But you, you're right. You do have to run the ball. But you also have to be able to do something that Tennessee didn't do yesterday, I don't think. When your game plan gets away from you and everything you built your offense on, which is Derrick Henry, can Ryan Tannehill be the guy to put it on his shoulders and take over? And, no, that's the quarterback. You have to have the quarterback. But you and I are agreeing right. with you. You have to have the yeah. quarterback. But I, I'm talking about the Steelers. I worry about the Steelers this year in the playoffs because they can't run the ball effectively. They just have it all year. Go look at their numbers. It's they're they're atrocious. Right. And you have to be able, you have to be able to run the ball when you need to run the ball. Right. That's that right. Doesn't have to be the top ranked rushing offense in the league. No, it has to be no, when you need to run the ball. And the way you do that is with an offensive line. Agree. And so I I mean, you got to build offensive defensive lines once you get the quarterback, and then go find a bunch of really Fast people. Easy and don't enough. Let them go. And don't let them go. Uh -huh. Easy and enough. Don't let them go. Yeah. Let, <laughs> keep them around. Keep them around. 
Uh, easier said than done sometimes as well. Let's come back so and I, social I questions. Alo Alo made a play already for the Steelers. Oh, yeah, the Steelers know. game is on. That's right. Uh, the, How are you getting there? get a Monday night football for us, a 5 yeah. o'clock Monday well, night it's, football. We're already into the game. How, it's too late. How do you get late. that game because it's not on in Jacksonville? You got, uh, I got it on the DirecTV package. Oh, yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing. Score 12-30 to play first quarter, by the way. Washington. Yeah, Steelers went three and, and out and threw the ball three straight plays. My point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come back. Social questions. Plenty more ahead. Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Hey, Jags fans, did you know you can ride your bike to every Jaguars home game at TIAA Bank Field and valet park it for free? That's right. Stop by our bicycle check-in tent, sponsored by Alert Today Florida, near Gate 1 at TIAA Bank Field. An on-duty Zencog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secured during the game. When the game's over, return your claim ticket and pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, Alert Today, alive tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Hi folks, Frank Frangie here for the best barbecue in town, that's Bono's. And now it's the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All season long, you can get Bono's barbecue at six different locations in Everbank Field. You also get Bono's barbecue at 15 locations all around town with fast, friendly service, clean family restaurants, and that great, great taste of Bono's barbecue. If you want great barbecue, you want Bono's. And remember this, if there ain't a pit, it ain't legit. That's Bono's. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com slash care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. For over 20 years, TIAA Bankfield has teamed up with Siemens to provide a next-level game day experience for Jaguars fans. From lighting, safety systems, and keeping our fans cool to helping power up our massive video boards, Siemens solutions ensure our venue stays in peak condition. Now with their powerful cloud-based software solution, MindSphere, sensors in our field monitor moisture, fertilization, and temperature data to get to the root of the problem before they become real problems for our turf. Just like our team, we're working together to unlock our potential and get the win. Siemens, ingenuity for life.
Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli. The day after an overtime loss, the 11th straight loss for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is the time of the show each week where we dig into the mailbag. Actually, we go to social media. It's not really a mailbag. You, re- you reply to a tweet. We put the bat signal out early, and we take the best question or the best answers. Let's just get to this stupid first question. It's first. the best questions, JP. Yeah, get, get it right. Yeah, not that hard. Let's just get to it. Number one at Sickwood at ninety eight. Is Chark a number one receiver, or do we need to get one along with the quarterback next year? Yeah, what? How about Chark yesterday? His uh, totals in yesterday's game. Let's see: uh, seven targets, two catches, forty-one yards. Yeah, not a good target to catch ratio. That's for sure. Um, like, first of all, you, we throw these terms around, guys. Like, is he a number one receiver? Like, okay, what is how that many are like? Yeah, like, like, are you talking, is he like Julio Jones or um, Devontae Adams or one of those guys? No. Could he be? I, I don't know. Is he a guy no. who can win? I think he can win outside. I think, if you, I think he is a starter in the NFL. I mean, go around the league and tell me. Like, well, no, you okay, know what? Okay, well, here, here's a perfect example. We have a team that's 10-0 and 0 right now. It's going to be right. 11 and 0. I was just going to say, where's their number where, one receiver? Where's the number one receiver there? There isn't one. They got three pretty good ones and not a number one. And that's okay. okay. How, about, how about last year, the Super Bowl runner-up, uh, the San Francisco 49ers? Where's their number? Who was their number one receiver last year? Manuel Sanders, and he was just average is at that. Is he a number one? Like, is he, like could DJ Chark be that? Yeah. Yes. Um, now, are there number ones? Michael Thomas, yes. Julio Jones, yes. Devontae Adams, yes. Absolutely. They're, they're DeAndre not. Hopkins was? Is he anymore? That's a legitimate well, question. After Jalen shut him down yesterday, maybe not. Okay, how about the Rams? Do they have a bona fide number one? No, they got they got two, two really good ones. You have two really good players. Are they like, would they say, hey, we're going to design just like he can line up and just take over a game type of guy? DK know. Metcalf is a number one. He's turning into one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure so is. I, I think it's the wrong question. And not that I understand the question from the, the individual. I'm not saying it's a bad question. It's not the question I'd be asking. Can DJ Chark be a part of a winning uh, offense? Can he be a can he be a starting X receiver, the outside receiver on the single side, uh, in a system? And I say yes, I do believe he can be. The other part, would you go get one next year anyway? No. You have so many other needs. I think when you look at their group, if Colin Johnson gets a little more seasoning, whether it's from Keenan or whoever, because I think if, if I was a coach hired in Jacksonville, I'd consider keeping Keenan. I think Keenan's a good receivers coach. But, you know, a year of learning how to run routes better, I think Colin Johnson has some impressive physical stuff. Chenault is a physical player. And you have Chark. I mean, that's a good group. It's not a like you said, Tony. It's not. Look at the Steelers. It, that group has the potential to be a good group like that. Not a great group, but a good group. 
So, Pete, would you go get a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster who's going to be a free agent probably get $10 million bucks a year? No. Hell no. In fact, he just dropped a pass on third and ten. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not. I would I, – I mean, the one thing I would consider if you could find a true deep threat. You know, and, and Chark has some of that, but you know what I'm talking about, the, the Tyree kill, take the top – Henry Ruggs, you saw what he did yesterday, the guy that could just scare the daylights out of you with his deep speed. Chark can run. He flew at the combine. Yeah, but you know, you know what I'm talking about, though. There's, okay, Chark can fly, but he doesn't run like Tyreek Hill does. Even if well, no one does. That. No, but even if there's time that Let's way. Let's go find Tyreek Hill. <laughs> wow. Great you know idea. what I'm talking about. There, there's, yeah, I do, okay, I do. You know Bottom exactly. Line, what I'm I don't think I don't think receiver is a priority that I'm going to try to find a guy. No, I, they need a tight end though. I for plays yesterday. Laid out. I mean, really good catch. Yep. All right. Next question uh, from the same person. In fact, sick with it. Ninety-eight. Uh, Taven had sixteen reps yesterday. Is his time in Jacksonville over? Yes. I mean, I mean, you bring him. I mean, he's under contract next year. It's guaranteed. He's a first rounder, so bring him back to camp. See if he can earn what a spot. Year, what year is this? This is what three for him? Maybe four next year. Yeah. So you almost. Yeah. Bring. I mean, see if he can earn a spot. I mean, maybe if he has a good preseason, you can trade him for something. I mean, I don't know, but yeah. I mean, is his time over? I'm not counting on – I wouldn't be counting on him to be a starter, but he's under contract. You're going to bring him back to camp. I mean, what is what do you get for him? A turkey sandwich, ham sandwich, roast beef sandwich, tuna on rye? Yeah, I, I mean, not a lot probably. Hmm. I'm going to look up his contract and see what, what, what you, how you can get out of it. Uh, if guaranteed. I'm not mistaken, the first round, they're all guaranteed. Yeah. Right, but it's seven hundred thousand dollars. Isn't no, what would it be? It'd be uh yeah. Seven his guaranteed salary next year is seven hundred thousand dollars. So you've already eaten up you've already eaten up the guaranteed money you gave him, the bonus. You save I think you are saving yeah, about a million bucks, I think, if you get rid of him. They'll get rid of him. So there you go. There's the answer. Our next question from at Riley Kendrick. This is the most confusing season ever. I am both actively cheering for them to win and lose. I really hope the right GM is hired to make this season, quote-unquote, worth it. Your weekly show is the only Jags thing I look forward to. Keep it up, boys. I don't see a question there, <laughs> but I like the comment. Thank you. Well, then, yesterday, then yesterday was a good day for a guy like that. They played competitively. They went to overtime. They got the two-point conversion. You had a little excitement, and they still lost. That's, that's the win. That's a win-win. That's the for a guy who's agonizing like that. That's the greatest scenario of them all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but it's no fun being a fan like that. You know no. that. I mean, but it's no also one... no fun. It's also no fun. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Arizona State's 0 and 2. They stink. They're playing exhibition games. I don't care. Why would I mean? <laughs> it's all about next year. Why would you care about this year? It's over with. It's no, no, I, I get no, no. That's a fair point. I, I agree that it's all about next year for the fans, but. If you're a fan who's been doing this for the better part of a decade plus outside of one year, they went to the playoffs in 17, correct? Yes. And before that, was it 08? 
2009, the last time they went? 07. They last, okay, so since 2008, which is 13 seasons, they've been to the playoff one time. So as a fan, you're exhausted. And I get that. And so what he's saying there is like, I don't want to be thinking about next year every year. And so um, your point's right, but it's not fun. No, it's, it's, I mean, I, if you're a fan, it's agonizing. And that's why you want to be so excited about next year. You want to, that's why you would love to have seen the Jets win. Cause then there's the optimism. It's the same as the teams that have the quarterback solved. You have excitement for next year. Our next question at bootlegged human, uh, has the defense been playing better since the bye? If so, how much better? Or am I just a hopeless Jags fan looking for a light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at statistically, they've been playing better. Um, I think Todd Walsh continues to throw everything in the kitchen sink at teams, changing the looks up, you know, creating blitzes, blitzing more than he probably would like to, overloading size, overloading uh, different uh, sides of uh, in third down. I mean, I think he's getting really, really, really creative, and I think the guys are playing better at the same time against the run. So I do think they're getting better. I'm not sure what light at the end of the tunnel this um, bootlegged human is looking for, but um, they are playing better. Well, in this franchise's history, light at the end of, tu- end of the tunnel means the train's coming to run you over. <laughs> Thanks, B. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Next question at Eric E. Harrison asking, how much tailoring scheme to players does a GM do when making a coaching hire? For example, Say the new GM decides our defensive talent would best fit a 3-4. How hard does he press head coaching candidates on whether they'd employ a 3-4 or if they'd hire a coordinator who would? No. So Yeah, no. I think the first thing you do is when you're hiring a coach, you got to go find the right leader, the, the right guy who can lead the organization with what happens on the football field and who is going to bring in the right staff. And I would say the most important thing in the hire this time is either getting a head coach who has developed young quarterbacks or is a head coach who has a plan on the offensive side of the ball with bringing his coordinator in who's going to train a young quarterback. That's the most important, whether it's a 3-4-4-3, you know, whatever. I mean, um, the head coach who comes in, he's going to have a philosophy. Obviously, you want to make sure it's aligned, but then it's the job of that GM to make sure you go find players that fit the scheme of the coach you hired. This is not, and this is, I say it all the time, this isn't fantasy football. It's just not a, you know, hodgepodge of grab bag. Let's just go get a bunch of big name guys and, you know, this, this Joe and that Joe and this Joe. You have to build to what your, your, um, your scheme is. What are you trying to accomplish? Like, so if it's back in the days of, you know, Tony Dungy and their Tampa 2, well, you want physical outside corners who can play in run support. If it's, you know, this Seattle Gus Bradley type of thing, you need long corners who can run because you're in cover three team. Whatever it is. I mean, every team has a scheme. If you're, you know, Mike, uh, Kyle Shanahan and it's or Gary Kubiak and you're an inside-outside zone boot uh, concept with the quarterback who's going to move, well, you better have a mobile quarterback who can move a little bit and move the pocket, and you need offensive linemen who are athletic or on the more athletic side. Um, and so and there's different schemes and different philosophies and whatever they are. You could, by the way, you can win with them all. I always love like, hey, because some team won with a 3-4, let's go be a 3-4 team. Well, guess what? Next year, a 4-3 is going to win. 
And hey, let's go be a spread, you know, type of team because they just won a Super Bowl. Well, guess what? Next week here, it's going to be some, you know, run-heavy team that's going to win the Super Bowl. All these schemes work. It's about getting the right players that fit the scheme and the convictions your head coach has. That's how you build it. Um, and that's going to be critical. But for this team, the most important, the hire of that coach, he has to have a plan of how he's going to develop that young quarterback. That is the most important thing. Right. Well, if you're hiring Matt Rule to be your head coach, go get Joe Brady, Joe Brady. to develop your offense. That that that's if you hire a defensive coach, you got to find out who he's going to hire, and you fit. You know, look, let the coach take his players and get, build his thing the way he wants to build it. And so, if you get a four-three coach and he comes in here, what do you do with Chase on? That's up to the coach. He's going to have to figure out a way to get him on the field and play him on the field if he doesn't fit as a down defensive end. It did sound a little bit like a campaign speech there, Pete, by Tony. Oh, it's a campaign. No, it's not a campaign speech. We're going to get buttons, just saying. We're going to get buttons uh, made. First of all, JP, that's that's not fair for you to say that. I got to ask the question, oh, Pete. Anything I say you disagree with what I said? No, you're you're 100% accurate. Okay, but so it's, I, I didn't say you were. It was not, no, no, it was no, a great no, answer. No, no, no. It was a great Move answer. On. From a media member, it was a great answer. But as a campaign speech, it would work. There you go. That's my point, well, exactly. A, but according to you, I'm in the media. I'm a media member. So that was just a media member, a media member. sharing his opinion. So it, was a good, it, was a great, it was a great answer, but it can also be construed by a lot of people out there as a campaign speech. That's all I'm saying. Don't construe it as anything but my beliefs of what, how you did. I answered the question. Baselli, vote. Okay, Pete. Gonna... <laughs> no, don't do that, Pete. It's not funny. First of all, if I was going to answer funny. the question first, how would you have answered it? The exact same way. I'm, okay, I agree you. 100%. Our next okay, question. JP, yeah. so shut up. <laughs> Our next question. I mean, uh, and, and, and look, we're gonna use, I'm going to use the 49ers as an example, Tony. Yeah. Their offensive linemen are different than other teams' offensive linemen. It's like the old Broncos linemen. They were different. They didn't want – they wanted an athletic guy who could move, guys who could get out and pull and play on the backside and all that. It's different. You want, you want to cater your guys to what you need, but you also can't just say, okay, this is my, my system. We hired this guy to be the head coach. Now let's draft based on what, you know, based on, on what we have. I think everybody wants their own guys, but sometimes you inherit guys and you have to try and make it work a little bit as well. Absolutely, you do. I mean, that's what I mean. Good, the best coaches, Peter, are good teachers. You got to be able to. Justin Smith. Remember, Justin Smith was a played for the 49ers. He he, he assumed a, the he new was, role with them, but he was great. Well, he at was that a, he was a defensive end at Cincinnati, first round pick, was just okay. And as a four three defensive end, he goes to the 49ers. They're a three four team. He bulks up, gets bigger and stronger because they changed his role to a three four defensive end. Which, by the way. Fit him better, and then on third down he rushed from a three technique. I mean, he was a, I mean, a really good player. Yeah, and it worked because you took him and fit him, and 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 found a spot for him in your defense. That's right. Our next question at Paul W. Aldrich: If the Jags draft a quarterback early in the first round and we keep three, which two of the current guys would you keep? Uh, I wouldn't keep any of them. I might keep Luton just to bring him into camp and see what he can do. I'm not, I, I probably wouldn't. If I can find now, you got to find another backup. It's like Tony always says you got to <laughs> find a replacement, you got to find somebody. But I would try and find a veteran backup, bring him in, 
and bring loot in the camp. That's what I would do. I think it depends a little bit what kind of system or scheme you want to run. I, I don't know Mike Glennon well enough to make a uh, a judgment on it, but you want to. You, I agree with Pete. You want a veteran who understands his role, and his role is to help the young guy learn how to play the position and be a pro. So, which is um, I, which which Tony, which is why it can't be Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I think it'd be really difficult because of what has happened over the last twelve months with Gardner for that him to assume that role. And by the way, he's not a veteran. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what he doesn't know. So you Correct. need that veteran guy. Correct. Our final question from at Newly Bill seventy eight played a lot yesterday. Can you evaluate his performance? Also, do you think we re-signed seventy four this offseason? Seventy eight is Ben Barch. Seventy four is Cam Robinson. Let's start with Barch. Um, again, I didn't study the tape fully um, yet today, so. Uh, the quick look at it, calling the game, I thought it was fine. Um, I will tell you from what I've seen so far this year, he has a lot of work to do, especially in the pass pro. Um, he needs, you know, he needs to get better. He needs offseason to get stronger. He needs an offseason um, of camp and preseason to get reps. Um, a lot to ask for a Division three football player to come in with no preseason, limited offseason, and to try to go and play at this level. So um, he's a project. Um, I think they probably brought him in with the hopes that he could be the starter next year for at one of the guard positions. From what I've seen so far, there's four more games. I, I wouldn't have the confidence to say, hey, he's the guy. We can get rid of Noel. As far as 74, we talked about it. That's Cam Robinson. Um, that's going to be a money decision. What's it going to cost to keep him? Um, and can you upgrade that position if, you, if, you, if, you're not, if you're not willing to pay the price tag that he wants? You know what, though, Tony? I went back and watched Barch's tape last week against the Browns. And there is a lot of initial pop and not a finish. Because he gets and, straight, you know, he gets straight legged, Pete. Is, like yeah, there's something there. Yeah, that, that's can that be fixed with an off season of coaching and reps? Yeah, because I've seen him early in the year. I thought he had more power in the run game. I was pretty impressed with it. Um, my issues in the pass game more than anything is is he just does not look comfortable. He leans. Um, and so they beat him with, you know, a, a speed move or on the edge move. And then when he doesn't, he gets too high and he gets run over. And so he has a lot of work to do. Um, he's got a lot of work to do. And I'm not saying he can't do it. I mean, he's a young guy, division three football player last year. Um, he's a big human being. So, I mean, he's worth, excuse me, he's worth an off season of getting in the weight room and spending time with him and coaching him up. Well, if he's if he's one of the positions, if he's starting, I think it'll be left guard because I think AJ Cans actually played pretty well this year. Yeah, but so is Norwell. And if you have no yeah, cap issues, but he makes a lot of money. Doesn't matter. You have no cap issues next year, Pete. Think about it this way: if you have a young quarterback, let's just say it's Justin Fields, just because that's the where you sit right now. Who knows who right. it ends up being? If you have Justin Fields back there, do you want to take a chance with because you want to save a few million bucks with a developing left guard, or do you want to put a guy in there who's been all pro, who's played good, by the way, if you look at his grades and his numbers, and have him there at left guard, and you have no cap issues, it's not going to affect you one bit in anything you do at all, and it's going to help your young quarterback be comfortable and develop. You're going to be able to have a firm pocket. That's why right now, I mean, listen, I my guess is Norrell, Linder, and Can are all back because you can solidify that front in uh, the offensive line in front of a young quarterback. I think that's really something to think about and it's important. 
Yeah, no, look, I get the middle. If you're going to keep, okay, if you're not going to keep your left tackle, you certainly should keep Norwell because you'd like to have, a, if you're going to have a young left tackle or you'd like to have a veteran left guard. I get it. There you have so, it. I mean, because, like, if there was cap issues, Pete, I get what you're saying. Then you'd really have to look at Norrell, but you have no cap issues. No. No. But you also need to spend a bunch of that. You also wouldn't mind spending some cap room on the other side of the ball either. Absolutely. And if it became, if you run into cap issues, then you have to look at everything. But where you right. sit today, and if the cap goes up, you probably couldn't wisely spend it all anyways next year. No, you couldn't. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, 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 I mean, what do they have, right? I'm just going to look. I think it's right. like $85 million. So if it goes up another 20, you're going to have $105 million. You I mean, can't really spend that. Not wisely. Not oh, you can spend it. it. Yeah. If you have a cheap quarterback, which is what the first-round quarterback will be for a couple of years, that, you should be able to build around that for a while. All right. There you have it. Social questions are in. Thank you for the submissions today. We're back with a look at the AFC South and the not-so-powerful draft order. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. Hi, folks. Frank Frangie here for the best barbecue in town. That's Bono's. And now it's the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All season long, you can get Bono's Barbecue at six different locations in Everbank Field. You also get Bono's Barbecue at 15 locations all around town with fast-friendly service, clean family restaurants, and that great, great taste of Bono's Barbecue. If you want great barbecue, you want Bono's. And remember this, if there ain't a pit, it ain't legit. That's Bono's. The best way to feel love is to share it at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. We always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, our best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. Online at SubaruofOrangePark.com. See dealer website for full details. 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill. Everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. You know, that's the play that I'll be replaying in my head all night. I uh, would love to have it back. Um, so just, you know, check the ball down there in that situation. I uh, was trying to make something happen and uh, not the right time, place to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that one's on me. And like I said, one I would like to have back. We're back, baby. That's Mike Glennon, Jaguars quarterback, discussing his overtime interception yesterday. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Jaguars lost in overtime. It's 11 straight losses for the Jags, extending the franchise record in a single season. And four games remain. Let's take a look at the AFC South results yesterday. And the Colts over the Texans, 26-20. Phillip Rivers playing on one foot. The Texans had a chance late, but they had a bad snap, Pete DeRuyter. Yeah, and, and you know what? The, the Phillip Rivers played well, but the Texans' defense is terrible. You, got, you guys know that. You've seen them. They're not a good unit. That's not a good team. They're done. They're finished. And the Colts are tied for first place again. Hey, what do you think about the Texans' job? I mean, they're going to hire a GM and a coach. What do you think about that job? I mean, think about this for a second. You have, you have Deshaun Watson on one hand and no draft pick capital and everything else on the other. So what's a better job, Jacksonville or Houston? And, and by the way, I think Deshaun Watson's been phenomenal the last six games, and you know I've been critical of him. So what's a better job? One that doesn't have capital and has issues or one that has capital and cap room and doesn't have the quarterback and you have Watson. Pick one. It's a, it's a tough choice. It's a tough choice. And I think um, if you had the first overall pick, I think it would be an easy choice because, you know, you're in Trevor Lawrence. Um, and you have all the draft capital and everything else. But Deshaun Watson is a proven commodity and you know he can play. But that's a team with not no draft capital and a slow old defense. I mean, they got some issues on that side of the ball. So, um, it's a, it's a tough question. It's, it's a great debate. But it's also this, be Tony, they've had Deshaun Watson, and but have you ever seen them as a legitimate Super Bowl contender? No. But have they been good on defense since Deshaun Watson's been there, Pete? Well, they've been bad on the offensive line. But Terrible. Also- Were they? They were good on defense because remember Deshaun Watson wasn't there during the heydays when they had JJ Watt at his prime and Whitney Merciless right. and I mean Cushing. The, and the, Cushing. And the Cushing yeah. and the back half the corners Josh Joseph and that I mean he wasn't there for that he came in and the years he was there JJ was hurt always 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they've, they've, they've been an aging defense and a declining defense for a while. Um, so, no, I don't think they've been a Super Bowl threat because I don't – and they've had a terrible offensive line. So I go back to what I said at the beginning of the show. It's about offensive defense. Get the quarterback. You have that. They've not been able to fix the offensive line under Bill O'Brien. They didn't draft right. They got Tunsil. They paid a ton of money in draft capital. Well, they drafted the Howard kid to play right tackle. Sharping to play guard. Those guys are they're they're premium draft picks. They should be good on the offensive line. But but they well they're either not being coached or they missed. Right. One of the two. I don't know. I I don't even know who the offensive line coach there is there. So I don't want to be critical. But it's one of two. Either missed on them or they're not being coached. But also, I mean, yeah, and and you know, we were asked about Jawan Taylor regression this year. That that we, he looked like a hit last year. He doesn't look like a hit, so much of a hit this year. Fair. He's been inconsistent. Browns over the Titans yesterday, forty-one thirty-five. Big day for Baker Mayfield. The Titans got two late touchdowns, but fell short. And Henry was limited because they were down so big so early. He only had sixty yards. And as you said earlier. Was that? It was that a blowout. Was a, yeah, yeah, it was a yeah, blowout. It was terrible. They, they, they dominated them from the word get go. They just from everything they did, they ran it, they threw it, they did whatever they want. They made Baker Mayfield look good. And and by the way, I didn't think he looked good last week against Jacksonville. I thought he was, he was off. He was inaccurate, and and you know even on his passes he completed he looked okay. But he was good on Sunday against the Titans. And when you take the Titans out of who they are, see that's the problem with the Titans, which is why they're not a real threat this year. They want to run it control the clock, hit those big shots off of the run game. But to do that, you have to have some sort of defense, and they're terrible on defense. He, they came back and made it a seven-point game, basically, or a six-point game. It was like a minute did they have a chance to get? Did they have a chance to get the onside? Yeah, they would. if they got the onside kick, they would have had a chance, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, they were getting blown out, like 38-7. Yeah. Well, the Browns aren't good on defense either. No. So. Yeah, that, that one shocked me. I thought the I thought the – I thought the uh, Titans would be able to run the ball better. Me it's not too. just that the game, it wasn't just that the game got away from them. I mean, you look at the numbers early, it was like 10 for like 27 for uh, Henry. He never got it going early. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm in agreement with you 100%, Tony. I thought they would be able to run the ball too. I thought both teams would run the ball and it would be a low scoring game and it would be over in two minutes, two hours and 30 minutes. It wasn't that. All right, so yeah. we we know positions three and four in the power rankings in the AFC South, but how about one and two for you guys? Um, I'd probably put the Colts at one just because the defense is more reliable. Um, I think it's close. I mean, obviously they split the series, but if I down the stretch in the playoffs, I just I'm going to bet on the defense of the Colts. I, I the Titans can't get off the field. I mean, literally cannot get off the field. I think it's gonna be yeah, hard I think for they're them. fifty. I think they're they're last in the league in third down. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be hard for them to win against good teams, Pete. Yeah, and and you know the Colts played them without Buckner and Autry and. Uh, okay, Reke, the linebacker. Those guys, those guys. All, you know, Buckner was a force yesterday. It's a big difference on that defense when those guys. No, are. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I like the I think Colts one, Titans two. Yes, absolutely. All right. And do so, you have the Jaguars third? I got the uh, Colts one, Titans two. <laughs> <laughs> the actual standings: Tennessee one at eight and four. They split the head-to-head series this year with Indy, but. Tennessee has the better division record. That's why they are in first place currently. Houston, Jacksonville at the bottom. Let's come back. We'll go to the not-so-powerful draft order and hey, go around Jay-Z, the league. Yes, quick, Tony, yes. Real quick. Pete, can you imagine, look at these standings, that if, let's say they they both win out, 
Titans and Colts both went out, and that the difference from the Colts winning the division was losing opening day against yeah, the Jaguars. Yeah, a, a game in which they didn't punt. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> no, it's not. Let's come back. One final segment to go. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity floridians know what it means to stand together that's why florida blue is committed to the people of florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality enroll within 60 days of life-changing events such as losing your job to get benefits like plans as low as zero dollars a month and up to 500 dollars per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com care today Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, namaste in now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a Built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, Built for the Holidays. Hey, Jags fans, did you know you can ride your bike to every Jaguars home game at TIAA Bank Field and valet park it for free? That's right. Stop by our bicycle check-in tent, sponsored by Alert Today Florida, near Gate 1 at TIAA Bank Field. An on-duty Zencog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secured during the game. When the game's over, return your claim ticket and pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, Alert Today, alive tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli. We're coming down the home stretch. 
And let's take a look at the not-so-powerful draft order as it stands today. We'll start with what would be the Jaguars' second pick in the first round. Uh, the Rams uh, are would be 26th today, 8-4. and four. That would be the divisional round losers, so it can move, obviously, depending on how the Rams finish. But right now, as of today, it's 26th. Then we go, we start at number 11. Those are teams at 4-7. and seven. The Broncos, 11. Washington at 10 at 4-7. and seven. The Texans at 9. The Dolphins get that pick, though, at 4-8. and eight. The Falcons would, uh, would pick 8th. The Panthers, 7th. The Eagles, 6th. The Cowboys, 5th. The Chargers, 4th. The Bengals, 3rd at 2-9-1. and one. The Jaguars, 2nd at 1-11 and 11, with a 550 uh, strength of schedule. And the New York Jets at 0-12 with a 599 strength of schedule. And that, as we said earlier, was pretty darn painful yesterday. The way it ended. Oh, we lost Pete. We lost Pete. We don't know where where, where, where we lost Tony as well. Hey, hey, there you are. Oh, What's up? We Tony? hear each other. We lost you. Oh, yeah, I we lost, lost you. Well, yeah. we collectively lost you because we were on. That's okay. Anyway, it was painful yesterday. Uh, yeah, that was, that one. Hurt. I bet there were a lot of Jaguar fans that were sitting there watching that, just agonizing. Oh, it. you should have seen the scene text, in this radio studio. I actually studio. texted Baselli before before this play. <laughs> but did, let me ask you guys a question. And listen, I, I just think it's the least of our worries right now. Let's just keep on letting the scene play out because who knows what happens. And I do think the Jags will win their game. Pete doesn't. Um, no. I think I think the Jets have a chance to win maybe one of the last two. Um, but who knows what happens. But didn't you get the feeling, though, that if the Jets would have won, the Jags would have found a way to win in overtime? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of all days. I, I mean, for the good of the franchise, I was sitting there with the guys I was working with. I'm saying, don't let them get the two-point play now. <laughs> Just don't. Unreal. But, you know, it, it'll all work out how it's supposed to, and we'll see what happens. Let's go around. Like I tweeted out, what if Justin Fields ends up being better? It, it, you know yeah, what? You, you have no idea, really. Right. No, I mean, you don't. No. No this idea. Is what you've seen so far, the, you know, you would think, and that's why Trevor Lawrence probably go first, but I mean, who I'll knows? Tell you what, though, Saturday night, I don't know if you guys watched Clemson at all. Mm-mm. He threw some balls into coverage and one in the end zone. It was picked off. And he never saw the guy coming across. I mean, it was a uh-oh. it was a bad read. Uh-oh. I don't know if you guys saw it. Pete Prisco, there's the headline. Prisco says Lawrence drops in draft order. Mm. No, no, no. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. But I mean, they all have issues. I mean, everybody. Oh yeah, they, everybody does. Yeah, and and it's a lot easier to play quarterback when you have all these great players. Just same with Justin Fields. I mean, they've always had great players around them. How do you handle it when you don't have great players around you? I mean, and, and, and JP, you're an Alabama fan. Big Alabama fan. You went there. I did. Is, is Tua better than Mac Jones? Mm, I don't know. Mac's pretty good this year. I'll say that. Right. But is he better? That's what I mean. You know, and, and people uh, always, you yeah, know. Yeah, but. Tony. But Pete, is is Tua lighting is Tua lighting it up in Miami? Is that no? Is and that's the point. That's the, the point. Right. And that's the yeah. point. I agree. And that's the point. Mac Jones is putting up numbers just as good as Tua did at Alabama. Better. Better, in fact. Uh, let's go around the National Football League. Hit some of these key games from yesterday. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Taysom Hill uh, and the Saints. 
Got a win over the Falcons. That's Pete's guy. That's your guy, Pete's Pete, guy. and he looked pretty darn you, good yesterday. You know what? You can ha- you can have him. <laughs> I, you know what? He beat he beat the Falcons at home. Didn't do much. He finally threw two touchdown passes against them yesterday, and still only scored twenty one points. And he beat Kendall Hinton in Denver and didn't even throw for hundred yards. <laughs> is that is that what you want for a quarterback? If that's what you want for a quarterback, then then have at it. He's not any good. I'm They're sorry. playoff just, bound. Like, you know what it is like. It's it's the right-handed Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh boy! Um, hey, Dolphins got a win. You said two is not playing well. They won the game. There was a big fight in the game, but they're still winning in Miami. He's a good coach, Brian Flores. But did you see what he did when he came out on the field and got into it with the Bengals? He shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but Tony, as a player, would you take that as a positive or a negative? The coach, the coach getting into the brawl like that. Yeah, I didn't see it. So I mean, I don't know the his, the the uh, kind of the facts around it, but I'll say this: he is loved in that locker room because they think our guy, our coach, has our back. I mean, I'm telling you, he's loved by. I mean, they would like that. I would think. I mean, I would. Yeah. I would, too. I, he, he didn't fight anybody. He just came out of the field and started getting You know what happened? Their punt returner got blasted twice mm. on two plays, you know, illegally. And, and so he got mad about it, and, and I, I'm okay with it. I have no problem with it. it. It's a bad, you know, he shouldn't continue it over. He almost went to the other <laughs> sideline. <laughs> the, the, the bottom line is the locker, the locker room would like that piece. Yeah. Yep, I would think so, too. The first place New York football Giants now after a win over the Seahawks. What is going on up there, Pete? Well, I mean, what's going on with with the Giants is the Giants are playing good defense. I mean, you talk about a team, you know, they had the Giants had new coordinator, Patrick Graham, new coach, and everybody said, oh, the defense can't be any good. He's done a really good job with them. They, They got all over Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson's eye level came way down, and he started getting hit. And late in the game on a third down play, Leonard Williams looked like the Leonard Williams everybody expected to see when he exploded past this guy for a sack. Um, they played well, and that was with Colt McCoy. Think about that. That was even with your starting quarterback. You go to Seattle and win. That's impressive. Yeah, Joe Judge has done a good job, hasn't he, so far this year? You know what um, reminds me? Remember all the stuff he did in training camp when he tried to weed everybody out? A certain guy in Jacksonville did that in his first camp, too. Well, and they, uh, they're the best team in the NFC East. That's, I mean, they're going to win that division. Right. Not, that's not saying their much. Schedule, the, saying. the schedule's a little tough, but they also have won two games over the Washington football team already, which gives them a big advantage. Yeah. There you have it. Those are some key games from yesterday. Chiefs got a win last night as well. Monday afternoon football. Game one is already underway, and the Washington football team at 4-7 and seven meeting the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers at 11-0, and Ben Roethlisberger just hit Deontay Johnson on a three-yard touchdown pass. Early in the second quarter, Steelers 7, Washington nothing. But they still haven't that, run the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's the Steelers. A three-yard touchdown pass because they can't run it more than a foot. Well, they just hit a. They hit about a third down, uh, third and th- twelve, thirteen play down to the three, and then scored on the next play. They don't run. They don't even try and run. Their passing game is the running game. Game two, Monday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills at eight and three visit the San Francisco 49ers at five and six. But they're not in Santa Clara. They won't allow, allow contact sports. It's in Glendale at State Farm Stadium. Who you got? I got the Bills. I, I, I think Josh Allen's going to go do one of his games where he throws it a ton on early downs. 
Uh, the 49ers aren't bad against the run, so I think they throw it uh, a lot, and I think they dictate tempo. I'll take the Bills. Yeah, I think it's the 49ers. Uh, I think the 49ers are, I mean, with all the injuries they had, give that Kyle Shanahan, that whole staff, a lot of credit. They got one of the best defenses statistically in the NFL still. Without top ten, best... top ten in the league, and they've had all those injuries. It's amazing. Yeah, so give them a lot of credit. I think they, I think the Bills slip up here, and I think, uh, I think the 49ers, mm. and they might be that last playoff spot in the mm. NFC when wow. it's all said and done because they, they nobody wants the ball. No, and they run the ball well, and they're playing mm. good defense. Kyle Shanahan's a heck of a coach. I mean, we know that. Um, I think, I think, the, I think the 49ers are going to win tonight. And I think they're dangerous down the stretch. If they get in. Nobody will want to play them. I guarantee you. All right, boys. Pete Briscoe, Tony Vaselli, out of here. Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network.